Where is she from? Does she even exist? I want to know. Does she even exist? And Mr. Miyagi was, you know, you know, just carry on with your waxing, wax yeah. off kind yeah. of thing. Well, I've started using this app called Chat GPT. Have you heard kind of the takeaway there is the choices we make today have an impact for eternity. If you, if we already know how this battle is going to end, what's keeping us from? Picking the right side. Told, yeah. If you ever told me, yo, let's go to the wilderness. Like, to do what? To, <laughs> you know? The characteristics of God's remnants is people who are going to be keeping the commandments. There we go. You really have to ask yourself, are you going to be found in that group? Mm-hmm. Big question. Big question. Hey there, you're tuned into Virtuous. Michelle, mm-hmm. isn't it crazy that we are now in quarter two of 2023 already already do you know what's even crazier in our intro we didn't tell or we didn't speak about where we got the name virtuous from sarah where did where did that even come from well okay so the first kind of time i was inspired and you know we talked about it before Mm -hmm. the name was from when we were studying proverbs 31 do you remember yeah so when we're reading about the virtuous woman She's just a woman that you want to be. Listen, like, where is she from? Does she even exist? I want to know. Does she even exist? Because she had everything. She was a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. She was waking up early. She was a homemaker. Taking care she of was her mans, like, her know. children. Everything, I'm, everyone. She just covered it all. And in Jesus' name, we will be like that too. Amen. So that's why, you know, that was one of the inspirations for Virtuous is because we also strive to become virtuous women. But... Also, we kind of decided to break down the word because this podcast is all about really breaking down the word together. And so vert basically means bravery and courage. You stands for, and this is a capital Y of you, for Christ involved into the mix. He's the center of it all. And us, obviously. Everyone. The listeners. The listeners, me and and you. (laughs) Everyone. So that's kind of the... The little background to our podcast name. I love it. Listen, let's let's jump right into it with um, court court two's um, Sabbath school lesson. Do you know what's cra- another crazy thing is that every time I read the Bible, Revelations is not it's not a book I'm reaching out for. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's one that I I must admit myself I kind of run away from. Mm. So, I think in in all my experience in in the church. Anytime I hear revelation, it's like I run the other direction. It's yeah. just, I'm always like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet to know about that. Let yeah. me come back to it. And let me, let me come back when I'm ready. Yeah. When I've understood a little bit more about, you know, the different. Yeah. Let me read Bible. Proverbs 31. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so the title for this week's lesson, and, and in fact, for the whole quarter, it's Three Cosmic Messages. Mm-hmm. And the title for this week is Jesus Wins, Satan Loses. Mm. Do you know, I like the way that they start uh, off all these Sabbath school lessons. I especially like the intro in this, talking about uh, being uh, outnumbered. And they gave us examples of, I think, uh, Cormac O'Brien, uh, who had an army which was seriously outnumbered. So it had Hannibal's army, which had about 55k people, defeating the Roman um, army, which had about 80k people. I think that's crazy. But you know what's even crazier? The story in the Bible about Gideon and his 300 men. Mm. Um, whilst I was prepping for this, I just went back and read that again. And do you know, it actually describes 
the Midianites' army as being thick as locusts, and their ca- uh, camels couldn't be counted as much as sand on the seashore. <laughs> I mean, I just thought that was crazy. It is um, crazy. But I love these stories because they also give us hope in somewhat a seemingly hopeless situation. And that's because our hope comes from God. Amen. Amen. And I mean, I'd like to say when I read this this um, message that Sabbath afternoon that I thought about another story in the Bible. But actually, I don't know if you ever watch Karate Kid. Have you ever watched Karate Kid? Like the OG one. The OG one. Yeah. 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 Or any Karate Kid. And so obviously, you know, we got like, Mr. Miyagi, and we got um, Daniel, Daniel's son, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. the bad guys. That for me was a story, a clear story of like good or bad. So, you know, we're thinking about, bruv, that last, that last kind of fight that Daniel had. Yeah. Right. And they were playing dirty. You know, that the bad side, the bad camp, Johnny, yeah. Johnny was his name. Um, he was fighting dirty and you could see that. Mm. And Mr. Miyagi was, you know, you know, just carry on with your wax in, wax yeah, off kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> and he came through winning. Mm. And, wow. and for me, in that same breath, you know, we're, we're living in a reality where we're warned that the enemy is out to get us. Mm. And, and sometimes when we're, when we're in difficulty, when we're in challenges, it can feel like we're fighting a losing battle. Mm. But, you know, we can take heart. And knowing that Christ has already got the W for us, you know, he's already Ooh. won it for us. 100%. Do you know what I also like? I like that Sabbath afternoon's lesson beautifully segues into what the whole week is going to be talking about, mm. which is about a battle um, and exactly what they've said. Jesus wins and Satan loses and just also being mindful of what side you're on when this happens. So I think let's let's just jump into Sunday, which is the battle in heaven. I think the text on that is Revelation 12. Yes. And Revelation 12 is entirely the focus of our study this week. Mm-hmm. So we want to center anything that we think about in, you know, this week around Revelation 12. And so just thinking about Revelation 12, verse 17, it says, And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So so when I'm reading that, it's quite clear that there are only two sides to choose from in mm. this life. is good or evil. Mm. Um, and what's even more important to remember is the fact that this is all happening because of free will and free choice. And even up till now, we still have that free will and, and that, that concept of free choice. Uh, it's not just us as humans, it's also heavenly beings. Because as we know, when the dragon then um, left heaven, he took a third of his angels and mm-hmm. they're the ones who are currently trying to fight us. Uh, but they're not going to win. Satan, you're not going to win. Satan, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. And, you know, we know that this is what kicked off heaven. And I think one of the questions that was asked in on the Sunday's lesson is why God gave us free will or the free choice. Um, and so at work, I've started using this app called ChatGPT. Have you heard about it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Everyone's, it's the all the rave right now. Literally, it does half my work, but I still have to go in there and kind of like fix it up. Uh, but I I wanted to do an experiment. So I went in there and I literally typed, how are you feeling today? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let me see. Let me see what's, yeah. what it's going to say. And word for word, this is exactly the response I got. 
As an AI language model, I don't have feelings in the same way humans do, so I don't experience emotions like happiness or sadness. However, I'm functioning well and ready to assist you with any questions or tasks you have. How can I help you today? Wow. And what this pointed out to me is this must have been what God wanted as well. Imagine if he had made us into like robots where he just asks us to go out and spread his word. Mm. We wouldn't even do it willingly. We'll just be like, okay, you know, I, I don't have emotions. I'm just here to serve you. So what can I do for you today? Yeah. But instead he's given us the opportunity to do things or through free will to do things because we genuinely love him and that, that that's coming from our hearts that I want to serve you. Um, out of love so I, I think that really kind of summarizes that whole free will and free choice that God has given us yeah and, and kind of it's crazy to think when I think when you're reading Revelation 12 the the very idea that there was conflict mm. in heaven I'm like how could there be conflict in heaven how does that work how does that work mm. and and you know the question why how could it have happened how could something like conflict even happen in heaven mm. i think when you're talking about free will free will is a given gift mm. from god to all of us and that's because he loves us so because love and free will is so closely aligned if you take out free will then you can question and ask is that really love is there mm. love in there right there we go it reminds me of kind of matthew 12 Verse 30, where it says, anyone who is not with me is against me and anyone who does not gather with me scatters. And I think if you love God, then you are with him, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's a free will given to us. You've freely decided and you've chosen to love God. And, and if you don't, then what does that say? You, you probably don't love God. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, kind of the takeaway there is the choices we make today have an impact for eternity. Jesus wants us in eternity and that's because he loves us and he has given us free will to to openly accept that, mm -hmm. that gift to us. Amen. Um, and just to close as well, I think the, the reward uh, for choosing God or choosing Jesus um, and obeying, you know, his word is found in First Timothy 2 verse 9, which says, which talks about that, you know, we're called into a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And that summarizes that really, really nicely. Cool. Okay, let's go into Monday's uh, topic, which is Satan's attack. So this is, I think you read it at the beginning, the memory text, which was Revelation 12, um, verse 17. So which is talking about the red dragon and the woman and her going to the wilderness. And, you know, obviously we know that these are, it, it's it's symbolic. Um, and this, this lesson does a good job at actually telling us what each of those or what each of those things symbolize. So I think it's really good just to quickly go through that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I think first and foremost, when it's referring to the dragon, it's quite clear. But yeah. Mish, who's the dragon? Mm, Satan. Oh. <laughs> you know, when you go on um, SSNet and you do the, the actual study, mm. there's this picture of like a dragon and a woman and she's carrying like a child. And it looks so scary, but it's Re also mm. such a good, like it's visual. such a good visual of, of what that must be 
must have looked like. I, yeah, I don't think I've seen it. I'm going to need to pull it up, you know. Definitely. But anyway, I digress. So you've just said, yep, the red dragon is the devil. So the woman obviously symbolizes the church. But I've also put down here that uh, true and loyal believe- believers of God, because sometimes when you say the church, you know, we're thinking building. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. Or we're uh, even thinking church goers. Yeah, exactly. Church goers. It's not always that. It's, it's the believers in Christ, as you've said, is true followers of God. And then obviously we're introduced to um, the child. Mm-hmm. Who was Jesus. Amen. Yes. And then finally it talks about the rod of iron, which now we know means either dominion or rulership. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, So I think if we're... You know, just reminding ourselves that this week is, you know, entitled Jesus Wins, Satan Loses. That very title in itself quite clearly indicates to me that from the jump, from the very beginning, Satan was seeking to destroy Christ. Mm. And yet, as we're reading the Bible, as we're kind of even looking just at Revelation 12, it's quite clear that in every attempt that Satan tried to destroy Christ, he failed. Mm. But you know, that that man has, or that being has like perseverance because he already knows how this is ending <laughs> and he's still trying. Yo, okay. I think when you say it like that, I have, yeah, that kind of opens my eyes. He's very um, determined. Yeah, very. Very. I don't, I don't think I even have that kind of determination yet. Mm. And and I need Christ to help me develop that kind of determination. Well, not for that him. kind. We want no, no, opposite. not that kind. <laughs> the opposite. Um, but yeah, in Monday's lesson, uh, we see the result of the war in heaven, um, and also Satan's mission to destroy Jesus or redemption. You know, he's chasing after that woman, um, and failing that, he decides to go after the God's people because he's failed to destroy. Um, the male child, the son, mm-hmm. um, and then now he's he's coming after us. He's coming after us. Coming after us. Um, and you know, I was actually, I think one of the questions that they asked is why he decides to go after the woman's, no, God's people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, you know, sometimes when someone doesn't like your parents, mm. they automatically also don't like you. Yeah. It's it's really crazy. But also, when someone loves your parents. Mm. They also favor you. Yeah. So I, I feel like this is the reason why Satan has decided to attack us. Because yeah. it, he doesn't like God. He doesn't like Jesus. He's tried with them. He's failed. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go for the kids, which yeah. I think is a bit. I mean, we've seen it time and time again, I think, in, in different movies and mm. books and whatever it might be. And to be honest, we probably could personally relate to it ourselves. Mm. Sometimes it it hurts more to see our loved ones in pain mm. or suffering, right? Oh, yeah. I tell you what right now, if anyone, if I see my mom cry mm. because of anyone or anything, it like deeply disturbs me. Yeah. It hurts me to the core. Mm. And and I think Satan knows that. Yeah. That, you know what? One way to really hurt God is to hurt those that he loves. Mm. It's, it's, it's different. It's a different feeling. And... Satan, I think, is just so cunning with that. But again, I think we can find assurance and and really comfort when we're reading the Bible that in every attempt, Satan failed. Mm-hmm. 
and he's he's going to continue failing as well because we know that especially in this lesson that our assurance is that we are conquerors not because of our own works but by association through Jesus's own victory amen and and again i just want to kind of highlight and reiterate that point about Jesus's victory over satan i think that is the one assurance that is so just comforting to me when we're reading Revelation 12, is, is that we don't even have to worry or think about how we can win mm. because Christ has already secured that for us. It's almost like a cheat code. It, it's almost like a cheat code, like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so even when you think about it, I think you know when, when you then think about the choice that you're going to make, where you want to stand, like if, you, if we already know how this battle is going to end, what's keeping us from picking the right side mm-hmm. and and i want to think about uh philippians 3 verse 9 mm. so it says and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in christ the righteousness which is from god by faith wow and you know it makes me wonder you know how like like you're saying what's really holding us back how can we have that same experience that we're finding here in Philippians 3 verse 9 where, where, you know, it's not through our own righteousness, but that which is founded in faith in Christ. That's a good question. Um, how would you actually answer that? So if someone asks you, how, how do I accept Jesus's victory? It's, I kind of look back at my life and I think, you know, where... Where have I gone wrong and when? where have I gone right? And I think really and truly, if I'm being completely honest, I've only really experienced the transformative, life-changing power that is in God when I started really trying to deepen my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a key, key step in the right direction mm-hmm. is that you really and truly have to commit yourself to God, really get to know God, really de- develop a a personal relationship with God yeah. is, is kind of not good enough to rely on your parents, your relatives, your your pastor at church. Mm. You have to know Christ for yourself. Mm. It's definitely like a do thing. Um, keeping his commandments as well, obeying his commandments. I think that's, that's something that, you know, as part of accepting Jesus' victory, something that we need to also do. And keeping those in love as well. I'm doing mm. it because I love him. And I want to celebrate with him when, when he finally wins the big, big war. Mm. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, do you know what? We actually kind of meshed Monday and Tuesday in that discussion. Because Tuesday's discussion was about accepting Jesus' victory. So, unless you want to add anything else to that, we can jump straight into Wednesday. Well, I really actually want to touch on, just before we jump into uh, Wednesday, mm-hmm. that question we're seeing here. In Tuesday, accepting Jesus's victory, mm-hmm. what encouragement should you get from the fact that your accuser has been cast down? So, so Revelation twelve verse ten says, "Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ have come, for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down." Now, I don't know about you, right, but I don't know that I would want to go to a place where my accuser was still there mm-hmm. or like take this analogy or this idea. say, say, say a guy was moving to you, right? 
and you're not interested in this man, but mm. he's persistent and moving to you. You know, he's pursuing you. And and you're going to a party and you find out he's going to be there. I am not going anymore. <laughs> you see? <laughs> I'm not trying to go to a place where someone I'm not interested in is there. Mm. And likewise. Wow. Okay. You know, I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So so when, when this question came up, what encouragement should you get from the fact that your accuser has been cast down? Well, I'm... I'm encouraged because he's not going to be there. Mm. The place, the destination I'm trying to get to, heaven, the place that I want to to get to, I'm not going to find him there. Yeah, your your accuser is not yeah. going to be there. He's that's not going to be there. Mm. And so I think that's one one thing that I'm really, I guess, just excited about when I'm reading reading this bit in Revelation. Mm. Mm. Definitely cool. Wednesdays uh, is entitled The Woman in the Wilderness and we read Revelations 12 verse 6 as well as Revelations 14 verse 16 and this is what when it's talking about you know the woman she goes into the wilderness and God um, hides her or actually prepares a place for her there Mm -hmm. and that he also nourishes her while she's in the wilderness so obviously um, I I believe that the wilderness is what we're experiencing right now Mm -hmm on earth interesting yeah um i think i love that it said that it mentions that god has created a place for her and in verse 14 says she is nourished um so when when i think wilderness i i don't see like a palace or i don't see anything nice in the wilderness <laughs> do you know what i mean nah. it, it just sounds like a place i don't want to I be told, yeah in. if you ever told me yo let's go to the wilderness like, to do what to, to, <laughs> you know i'm thinking of camping i'm thinking sticks and bushes yeah that's when i that's what i envision mm. when i hear the word wilderness it just doesn't sound luxurious basically it doesn't sound like a nice place to be but spiritually that's exactly where we are Mm. um and our saving grace is that even through the wilderness just as he did with elijah when he fed him god is still nourishing us uh, and god is you know preparing a place or like protecting us as we're here Uh, so through our many trials and tribulations god is still taking care of us now it's easier said than done to say that you know we're in the wilderness but god is for us but when we experience or when we face things like death Mm. or betrayal or things are just not working in our favor it's really hard to kind of always have that mental note that you know what god is still with me i like what uh one of our friends said in our study plans i don't know if you remember um and she said every time she's going through something she always asks herself what is god trying to teach me here I also like a song by Jonathan McReynolds. I'm not going to sing it. I wish Alex was here. No, I'm not going to sing it. But it says, may your struggles keep you near the cross. May your troubles show that you need God. May your battles end the way they should. And may your bad days prove that God is good. And he goes on and he says, may your whole life prove that God is good. Mm. Now, the reason why I love this is because he's not saying may your struggles disappear Mm. or may your trials just not exist. He's saying that through your struggles or through your troubles or your battles, may you always have God there and may God always shine in whatever situation Mm. that you're in. Amen. I think when you're just reading those lyrics out to me, it almost fills me with, so much emotion and it actually yeah. makes me emotional mm. because what I feel like if you were able to present yourself to anyone and clearly demonstrate that God is good, mm. you know, just in the way you live your life, the way you handle struggles, it, it's, it's just awesome to me because right now, anytime a struggle comes my way, even 
a bad email at work. <laughs> it doesn't always reflect that God is in the midst. Mm. You know, I must admit myself, sometimes I, I snap, you know, mm. whatever it is I'm going through, I might be PMSing or I don't know, I'm, I'm just grumpy, I'm hangry. Mm. It, it doesn't, I, my, my mood I don't think is consistently there mm. yet. Yeah. And, and so I really actually love that you pulled up those lyrics because because they hold so much weight mm. amen um and finally another thing that i wanted to say especially on this topic is that we have to remember that we're we're in a war we're in a spiritual war at the moment and i'm not a soldier but i can imagine going to a war a battle as a soldier it's it's not a fun thing it's not an easy mm, ride so much trauma goes into it just being a soldier um and so I, I envision our own spiritual war to be similar. It's yeah. not fun. It's not fun. It's I, not joyride. No. Um, but it's it's the fact that I'm fighting on God's side that ki- that should keep us going. So even when things don't work out right for us, even when we lose our loved ones or, you know, when you know, just when life happens, just knowing that God is still there no matter what uh, is so important. It's so, so important. And it's just... It just fills it fills me with so much warmth. Mm. And as you're talking, it reminded me of you know when you're kind of starting the year or ending. Obviously, we just came from December and January a couple yeah. months ago, and it was all over my TikTok, all over Instagram, where the memes were basically like me calling God to make sure I'm not <laughs> <laughs> the one I mean on his list of struggles yeah no no mm-hmm. on a, yeah <laughs> give me a break send me to the back i don't yeah. want to be on the front line send Dress. me to the back yeah or, or like me signing up to god's um soft life package for <laughs> 2023 <laughs> because no one enjoys struggles mm. right mm. no one wants to be having difficulty no one wants to be out in the wilderness mm. physically spiritually or any any kind of way mm. And, and I think I just want to hone in on the fact that we go through so much trials and difficulties in this life, right? Mm-hmm. And so many, so many, I think, opportunities where the devil could have got us and discouraged us. Like, again, speaking candidly, this week, as we're preparing to to do this podcast, I'm I'm like, okay, right. I got to make sure I put in a shift. I got to make sure I'm studying and I know I know everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every time I tried to study, there was something that came up, whether it was work, whether it was I was I was tired, I felt weak. There was a point where I, I had like um, low blood sugar levels, right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I don't know if you ever had that, but whenever I have that, it's like I've never eaten in my life. I'm so weak. Like I can't even oh. lift a finger. And that happened the to me. devil was onto you. Yeah, he, he was a little bit onto me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> And, and there was a time where I was like, should I just throw in the towel? Like, mm. am I going to be ready? Right. And, and I think it, I really woke up because it, it made me realize that this, this is the devil really. Mm. This, is, this is almost his like key mission is to, is to stop you and prevent you from doing the thing that God is calling you to do. Mm. The devil wants to discourage you, distract you and delay you wow. from, from doing God's business. Mm. And, and one thing I had to remind myself is a story of um, Mary, right? Virgin Mary. And that out of nowhere, an angel says to her, yo, 
you're going to be carrying this baby. Mm-mm, get somebody else to do it. <laughs> and, and, and she basically says, in a nutshell, all right. And, and I was like, I need to have that same attitude. Because mm. I know that if that was me being told that message, I would be like, how, what, why, what are people going to think? You know, I'm not ready. And like, you're giving me this. I didn't even partake in making this. And now you expect me to push it? Nah, nah, <laughs> no, no, nah, exactly. Nah. <laughs> and, and I think in that experience, you could read it that God was with Mary, mm. within Mary, but also over Mary. He was also watching over her. Wow. And in the same way, if we ever feel discouraged, you know, doubting, if we're ever, you know, just feeling lost and, and, maybe the devil is trying to delay you to do whatever God's work is. Just know that God is with you mm-hmm. and don't be discouraged. Mm-hmm. Like rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. Um, amen. Amen. And also make sure that you're fully embedded in Christ because like mm. similar to you, uh, when I read this, I was thinking of the story of Job because he lost everything. Mm. <laughs> so mm. according to him and his wife was like, why, why are you still praying to this God? Like, yeah. Look at you now. Can you imagine? Um, and I think sometimes it's very easy for us to, to link our belief in God with what he's giving us. Mm. So if I lost everything, would I, would I still believe in God, in Christ? Mm. And that, that, that ultimately that's where we all should be, mm. that all these things will perish. I am not here for all these things. Mm. I want to be on God's side. I, I want to, continue being on God's side regardless of my circumstance or the situation that I'm currently going through yeah for real and and I think another thing that we should remember is okay I'm reminding myself I'm seeing here on my screen the week's title Jesus wins Satan Mm -hmm. loses just remember if if you was to give up if you was to just say yeah I'm gonna throw in the towel God you're not scoring a point for Jesus are you you're scoring a point for the other side Mm -hmm. And and you don't want to be adding points to the other side. You you're adding points to to a losing side. Yeah, Come on. there you go. You don't want to be on the losing side. You yeah. want to choose to be on the winning side, and that's obviously God's side. Mm. Cool. And then Thursday's topic or t- in t- title was God's end time remnant. Um, and you know, like especially us at church, we've always believed that we're like the remnant mm. church. So what mm. I wanted to actually. Google what that actually meant. Mm. Um, I think in the study actually tells us from the Anchor Bible, the dictionary describes the word remnant as what is left of a community after it undergoes a catastrophe. Mm. Yeah, so remnant, like like remaining, what remains yeah. after all that is done. I mean, I love that you just highlighted what that word means mm. because that also says to me, like remnant is like leftovers. Like, would you want a remnant of my my dinner today michelle you know like would you would you want if if someone was to say to me yo take the remnants of my salary (laughs) i don't want no remnants (laughs) do you know what i mean Mm. give me the whole thing Mm. and so it it indicates to me if god is going to have end time remnants that it's not going to be a lot oh yeah that's oh wow yeah so so imagine right i know so many people in different churches there's going to be millions of believers Mm here on this earth today but there's only going to be a remnant of true believers wow um okay i just wanted to read this uh, quote as well it said our world is headed for a major crisis but in jesus by jesus through jesus and because of jesus our victory is assured just as long as we stay connected to him 
which we do by faith, a faith that leads to obedience. It all comes down to our own choice. Mm. Um, I think this just highlights that there's there's no, you know, you can't be neutral with this. No. The real question is, do you love Christ enough to die for him? Yeah. Uh, and when I was writing this, I thought, because I love Kim so much. I love Kim. To, Kim's my little sister, by the way. <laughs> I love Kim so much to the point that I would actually take a bullet for that girl. Mm. Yeah, and that's how much I love her. Kim, I hope you tear up when you hear this. Yeah. <laughs> you can reward me by like buying me something nice. Anyway, but it's it's because of the love that I have for her, um, and we need our love to be for Christ to be just as deep for mm. us to be willing to mm. die for Him. Um, so yeah, that was Thursday. And then shall we do Friday and kind of wrap up? Yeah. So Friday, I think, was just further thought. Mm-hmm. But I think I just want to take away again and kind of reiterate uh, Re- Revelation 12, verse 17, mm. which specifically says, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, for me, that indicates those characteristics as... um God's remnants, Mm -hmm. his last day church, that is quite clearly written out for me here that Mm -hmm. the the people that's going to end up in that group are people who who keep the commandments of God, but also have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And this is one we're really going to truly have to reflect and ask ourselves, are we keeping the commandments? Are we, do we have the testimony of Jesus Christ? You know, Mm because in when we're thinking about commandments, so 10 commandments, you know, there's one mm-hmm. commandment. We're in a kind of Seventh-day Adventist conversation here. There's not many people I know who go to church on the Sabbath or keep the Sabbath. Mm. And obviously you could say quite clearly that the Sabbath is founded in the 10 commandments. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no shade at all. But if we're reading that the characteristics of God's remnants is people who are going to be keeping the commandments. There we go. You really have to ask yourself. Are you going to be found in that group? Mm-hmm. Big question. Big question. Finish that. Do you know what? Before we finish, I've got just a quick a quick um, summary that I want to read that mm. I thought was really, really good. And I found this on when I was doing the Sabbath school lesson. Literally, hopefully I'm like three minutes. I really quickly, it was a, a submission from someone and they said, I really need some help on this topic today. I don't have a problem as a Christian accepting Christ's victory and living in the assurance that it brings. My problem is in trying to communicate that idea to others without appearing either arrogant or stupid. Is Christ's victory something that is meaningful only to Christians and is something that has to be spiritually discerned? He goes on to say, how do I make the assurance of Christ's victory relevant to the guy living down the street who is struggling with substance abuse or to the woman who has just called a taxi to pick up her and her children to take her away from an abusive husband or the Ukrainian national living in Australia who is flying back home to fight in the war or to the family of the woman killed when her car skidded out of the out of control off the M1 and into a tree. We live in a world where the battle between evil and good continues to rage and it seems either arrogant or nonsense to say, hey, don't worry, God has fixed this. Christians have got the answer. I'm sorry to leave the question hanging like that, but how do we fix this communication problem? That was a good question to ask. Uh, and there is an answer to this, which I also thought was a really, really nice answer uh, to that, which I'm going to share. So the response is, you raise a very significant and relevant issue. I offer but two points for consideration or discussion by those who are interested. 
So number one, people won't care what we believe until they first believe or experience that we genuinely care about them and their experience. Without this, what we say is much more likely to come across as um, platitudes, therefore arrogant or nonsense. Um, this is a point that is close to your heart and therefore one you rightly frequently emphasise. So he's just responding to the guy mm. saying that. And that, that message was, like, it stood out to me because I think a lot of the times, like, especially as Adventists, we try to spread the Advent message yeah. or tell people, you know, you know, this is mm. what the Bible says, this is how you should live. Mm. But do our lives actually reflect that? that? Yeah. And if our lives don't reflect that, then what makes us think um, we're someone's going to want to listen to us yeah. how can we help people if our own like actions don't even reflect jesus's love yeah so i just you know you can go ahead and actually read the rest of his, of his response which i thought was really good but i just mm. wanted to bring that up as kind of like a final thought no, into what we sharing. today yeah no it's really important to think about so thank you definitely cool. and, and we just want to thank you for listening yep and definitely tune back into virtuous next week friday when we tackle next week's lesson a moment of destiny.